step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky. One true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co host Mike Mueller. is it Mike Mueller? It's time to get this show off the commode. <laughs> it's time to drag my tail out of bed. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> that was a long time ago for me. Um, good morning. Why don't you, as good I morning. sip some coffee, tell the folks what we normally talk about. Welcome them to the show and tell them what we talk about here, sir. Welcome to the show. Um, we talk about, Social Media Edge talks about and concerns itself mostly with how to do your business better, how to do your business safer, how to get more business. It's all about business, and social media, of course, is a big part of that. So we'll talk sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit about you know protection and other things and ideas on, you know, just marketing and how to run a better Google ad campaign or a Facebook ad campaign and and other stuff. And even our show today is about business. It is, and not so much about social media. But like Mike said, sometimes that bleeds over into what? how does your website interface with social media? How does your business uh, depend on uh, your website? which attaches to social media. So all those things. It's really more about online marketing, mm-hmm. online business, and those kind of things. Mike, you, uh, you're a bike rider, and, and you like I am. all types of bikes. You like motorized and non-motorized bikes. Is that Very not true. correct? Well, you know, that is our topic today. True. Yeah, and, and I'm going to use that to illustrate our topic today because you can have a bike that you power, you stand up on the pedals, and if you're going uphill, you really know it. And if you're mm-hmm. going downhill, you really enjoy it. <laughs> but you also have the other type that kind of powers itself. You just twist a little knob, and away you go. <laughs> and uh, kind of what we're talking about on the show today with uh, our topic. Uh, you know, if you've been listening for a while, you know that we've gone through a few different iterations, some changes. We've We've had huge panels where we had four or five people of, uh, talking all at uh, one time, and, and we've had it uh, where it was uh, just Mike and I. And now we've added some segments to try to keep this uh, divided up. The nine years that we've done this have been challenging to come up with content, uh, even when it presents itself, yeah. how to put it together. 
But we start the show now with a tool segment, tool time, I guess we'll call it. We've been doing this for a while, so Mike has a tool that he features, and then I have a tool that, that I feature. And Mike's got one today that I know absolutely nothing about. Now, Mike will probably tell you why I don't know anything about it, but I want to hear about it. Tell us what you yeah. have today, Mike. All right. So, well, my tool happens to be, and the reason that Ken does not know about this tool, um, and you know what, I'm, I'm going to say a lot of people don't know about this tool, and they probably don't need this tool, but it is Mac. It's a Mac-based tool, and Mac is not the tool. I'm talking about my tool today, which is muzzleapp.com. And Muzzle App came into uh, my world because last week I was doing a webinar, and I don't typically, uh, well, I, I don't ever host my own webinars. I was a guest on a webinar, and so somebody wanted an expert on WordPress and talking about plugins and this and that, and I was doing a webinar, so I put it together. And by the way, if you want a webinar, and you're kind of in my world, ask me. I'm happy to come on to your webinar and, and do that kind of thing. But I was sharing my screen, of course, because the best webinars are not slideshows. They're actual, <laughs> I think anyway, uh, here's how you do this, and sharing my screen fully. And I got the dreaded, dreaded Adobe Acrobat Flash plug-in whatever <laughs> pop-up. I guess in the Windows world, it would be you need to update your, your Windows, but this was the uh, you need to update your Flash right in the middle. And, you know, I can't tell you, for the longest time, it, it pops up like once, maybe every other week or so. And mm -hmm. I go, not a good time. And I just close it. Not a problem. Well, it popped up. And that was okay. You know, I, oh, we, uh, we get rid of that, and no big deal. Moving on, um, I got a, what was it? I think it was a Google Voice. So I use Google Voice, and Google Voice has a notification pop-up as well. And of all things, somebody sent me a text, and it popped up, and bing. <laughs> <laughs> and... As life goes on, I'm going to say more and more of these apps that we use or programs that we use, they want to uh, allow notifications on your browser. And mm -hmm. so I was looking for, for instance, you know, you could do, you could turn off browser notifications and, and find that setting, but that wouldn't have worked for Adobe. Adobe is a program that, that you know, is sitting on my computer somewhere and it's not browser-based. That mm -hmm. pop-up wasn't. So that's what I went searching for, and I found this, and it's called Muzzle App. And if you've got a Mac and you're doing something presentation-wise or, or what have you, where you don't want these pop-ups to happen, you could just turn that thing off. Great idea. I'm sure it's available for Android. I've never gotten one, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, there's nothing more fun than being in the middle of a screen share presentation and a Google pop-up coming up say, with your son saying, hey, Dad, have you ever had boogers? Uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, let's turn those things off. So good stuff. Muzzleapp.com. Muzzleapp. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that's an app for all Macs, right? Uh, at least on my, my Macintosh, 
it just said uh, it just gave me a big button to download, and then you just download the the muzzle program dot zip file. Yeah, well, and, I went and there call. on Windows, and it told me I could download it, but I'm sure it wouldn't do me any good. Okay, so mine. <laughs> let me ask you this question, Mike. Do you have you 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 manage multiple websites, but you have your own? Are we connected dot com? Uh, and you take pretty good yep. care of that site. You contribute to it quite a bit and clean it up and, and make it pretty and things. Do you have any broken links on areweconnected.com? I do. Oh, how do you I know? I do. Well, I know because I, I I have a plugin that actually checks my site and sends me an email when it finds that. Mm-hmm. And if you because you use WordPress, there are plenty of plugins that are available, but if you use mm-hmm. something else, I mean, usually, usually the way you find out is someone says, "Hey, I clicked on such and such a link, and it's broken." And but most of the time, they mm-hmm. don't bother telling you. So whether your site is uh, on a, a CMS, which is our topic of today, a content management system, or whether it's something that you've completely hard coded, you built in Dreamweaver or whatever. Um, it's nice to have a simple tool that will do that. There are really a lot of them out there, and many of them have a fee that go along with them. Some of them are applications you can download, but there's one online, and it's simply brokenlinkcheck.com. You go there, and you put in your web okay. URL, and it will begin to crawl your website and give you a report of which links turned up with a 404. Just really, wonderful, really simple. Yeah, I think that uh, I would rather use that one than download something else to my computer. Well, I'm going to tell you. So it it is a uh, I like your solution. Um, this solution's a, a little bit better in that it seems to put a load on my server. This plugin because it scans mm-hmm. my website. And in doing it all internally, and I think it puts an additional load on my website that just kind of, you know what, I, the faster your website goes, the better. And I think this just adds a little bit of a sludge to it. It probably does. Now, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more when we start talking about CMSs, but, you know, every plugin that you add to WordPress, uh, almost every one, wants to load a little something on every page that loads. So that's mm-hmm. just one more request sent to your server um, that can slow down the loading of your website. So you're right, Mike Mueller. It probably does. And if it's running on a cron job and it runs for, I don't know, three minutes, six minutes, or whatever, while it's running, it's certainly eating up uh, some of the headroom on your server, yeah. eating up some of the resources, and, and could certainly slow it down. Uh Mike, I, you know, I really love cybersecurity. That's something that's that's kind of like my hobby. And mm-hmm. when I see something, uh, somebody getting rewarded for my hobby makes me makes me pretty exciting. You probably never heard of a guy named Ron Chan, or or have you? Have you ever heard of Ron Chan? Mm, nope, never. Yeah, no, no. He's uh, I'm gonna call him a kid. He's a young man in Hong Kong. And he makes a living by hunting bugs in online services. Primarily, Ron really likes to focus on Yahoo and Uber. Of course, everyone knows what Uber is, right? Uh, do we need to tell them? Right. I mean, it's the no. ride-sharing program, Uber. You call up a stranger, and they come to your house and pick you up and take you somewhere. And you give them mm-hmm. money. 
Well, yeah. Ron has done very well over the last several months. In fact, he's made a really good living of finding bugs in, in just Uber. I mean, he's already made tens of thousands of dollars this year, but yesterday he took home his big bounty, biggest bounty yet of $10,000 for finding an exploit that lets a hacker return mm-hmm. a user ID by injecting a little bit of code into the application and using only the, uh, the, the writer's email address. Well, once you get that and you've got that user ID, you've got all kinds of things to your hand. So Uber has offered this reward. So if anybody out there is listening and they want to become a uh, professional hacker and work mm-hmm. for companies like that, you can actually do that. You can go to HackerOne.com, sign up, create an account, and start hunting bugs in whatever service that they are marking available. Now, you can't just go out and hack some website and then come back and put it on HackerOne. These are actually job – it's kind of like freelance uh, uh, exploit detective. So you go over there and you create this account and follow the instructions, find what they're looking for. If you turn it in and you get a bounty, you get some cash. Oh. Mike, did you? Mike's over there doing it right now. Stop, Mike. I'm not on there. My, my website. <laughs> I'm looking. This is and this is pretty cool stuff. I like this. But he's a pretty yeah. smart, pretty smart guy. He's a smart. He's a smart fellow for sure, and he's got all the tools and the experience, and probably something he's been doing for a while. Um, but you know, when you can take home a ten thousand dollar payday, and if you'll look at his profile, you'll see he's taken home several thousand here and there and it's not just from uber he's taken home you know a few hundred here and there mounts up into the thousands but yeah hackerone.com somebody go give it a try hey mike you know you told wow. me that you know these people in the next segment I do. that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't checked this one out it's kind of a totally new edge and and uh brought into the real estate industry but generally uh for for smaller type sales, not just commercial. I think when they first started, their idea was to do like uh, high rise towers and and uh, commercial spaces and things like that. But uh, Mike, why don't you tell us about your your experience with them, and then we'll share the link and folks can go check that out. Uh, Matterport okay. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So Matterport is a well, essentially, it's a camera that you put on a tripod, put in uh, put in a room or what have you, turn it on, and it does its thing, and it move it to another room, and then it will map out the entire interior of uh, a house, an apartment, a museum, or what have you. It does really cool stuff, and it's kind of you know what I think it's. I think it's a wonderful thing because it actually creates, and I'm going to say it's kind of a game-like. Um, if you've ever played uh, video games and you move from room to room, that kind of Castle thing. Wolfenstein. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. There's a little, you know, here's your next little waypoint, and it just moves you right along, and you, it it's very natural the product itself as far as that goes and using it is very easy and when you brought it up as a as a news item well that was great and i had to i went 
you know what? I talked to these people and actually used a beta version of the camera, uh, and I had to look it up. And I go back to it was um, eight fourteen, um, so two thousand fourteen. So let's call it a good three years ago that I got to play with the beta version of it, and it was really simple. Put it on a tripod, and and just turn it on and walk out of the room and it it does its thing come back move it to another place and and all that kind of stuff and then editing was virtually nothing um you do a little bit as far as like it didn't do well with windows so obviously a 3d type of thing where you're moving about and looking outside a window ah, um, a window in a building have not to a window a, operating system right right yeah it, you'd have to kind of mess a little bit with that and, and kind of enhance windows so that, you know, the outside looked a little bit better. Um, but other than that, it was really wonderful. It was really easy. I love it. I love the program. Yeah, well, go check it out. Go play with it, especially the people that are listening from the real estate industry. This thing's pretty cool. Uh, I've got a really long link in the notes, but you can just go to Matterport.com. And uh, they'll give you some samples from some of the cities that they're in. I have no idea what the cost of this thing is, but once you see it, uh, I think your <laughs> mind will start ticking like like mine does. Probably not good for your you know average two hundred fifty three hundred thousand dollar home, but if you're you know if you're looking at a three quarter million dollar million dollar and a half home or a a uh, condo development or something like that, it's it's pretty cool stuff. <clears throat> you know, we talked a little bit about security today. And you've got a news item that has to do with security for all of us. Um, so let's talk about first HTTP versus HTTPS. What does that little S stand for, Mr. Mueller? Safety or oh, security yeah. well, well, or uh, something, something like that. <laughs> something. That's what it stands for something. Yeah. So uh, yeah. when we go to a website and they've got – you get the little padlock there in your browser. You know that this is a quote-unquote secured site. Um, what that means is we'll call them endpoints, endpoint to endpoint. So the server to your browser, that the content there is encrypted. So if someone right. sees you typing in your uh, information, it doesn't just go back across the Internet to that server in what we call plain text. It's actually encrypted. And it's mm-hmm. really quite difficult to decrypt that, even for Russian hackers. <laughs> they have a hard yeah. time decrypting those things. So my problem, Mike, is that buying what's re- what's required to make that happen has always just been really cost prohibitive for multiple domains especially. Yes. But you found a fix. Well, well you know, so – a while ago, um, a bunch of and and this goes back. We actually talked about it on the show. And this company mm-hmm. called uh, Let's Encrypt is actually a combination of a whole bunch of people founded by uh, Linux and mm-hmm. trying to make the world a safer place. And so they all got together and they decided, hey, we're going to create our own SSL certificate, as far as that goes. And <coughs> They did a wonderful job uh, because it was free. So typically, and you know what? My SSL certificate I'm using right now on my website is not free. 
I pay for it, and I pay for it every mm-hmm. year. But they wanted to bring SSL to the masses, and so they said, you know what? We're going to make it as easy as possible. We're going to make it free. A couple of catches that came along with that, though, which is why I actually pay, is you had to go. I think it was, their SSL certificate expired every 90 days, so you had to go every 90 days and renew it. Right. And I didn't want that. And then the other thing that they had um, going on was you couldn't do a what's called a wild card. It was yeah, a, a specific one. one domain, one thing, that's it. And there was no wild card option. Well, they are, as far as the news, as far as that goes, is they have issued more than 100 million certificates so far. And a lot of them, I'm going to say, are WordPress related. WordPress mm-hmm. um, makes it very easy. They're part of that, that gang. But they are in, um, I forget when, but uh, they're going to start offering uh, wildcard SSLs. Yeah, January. Make six, everything. six months from now. Five months from now. Yeah. Yeah, that'll help so me a lot that, because I, I develop on my server and I put a third level a TLD, third level um, TLD. My brain. I put a third level on my TLD so it will be a customer mm-hmm. dot development.com and that will really help me a lot a, a tremendous amount there you go in fact. yeah um one big question about that though mike you know google is uh, pretty specific and pretty picky about whose ssl security uh certificates they actually recognize um you know there, mm-hmm. there are plenty out there that are not recognized by by google yeah well, and the new Google Chrome that's coming out is um, due to come out soon. And when it does, Google has, uh, as far as that goes, they have uh, kind of let a, a couple of, and I'm going to just say uh, shady SSL certificate issuers mm. that just weren't doing things the right way and mm-hmm. uh, kind of just faking the whole SSL thing. <laughs> but uh, they were doing that, and they got caught. And Ooh. so what they're going to do is – and they weren't doing it to everybody. They weren't faking everybody. They were issuing some. And so what they're going to start doing is if you have one of their SSL certificates with the new issue of Google, they're going to just totally blacklist Everybody who has one. Ah, so I guess we could sum that up and say Google is trumping the fake SSL certificates. We should say mm-hmm. Oh, my. We're yeah. going into it now. Uh, let's take a little short break, and when we get back, we're going to jump into the topic, which is what is a CMS? How does it work? And why do I actually need one? So we'll be back in – uh, I don't know, just a few minutes, so stick around. Listen to a little bit of uh, music from Kevin McLeod and some information from Mike Mueller. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. 
check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. 20 years, that's that's a long time. Over 20 <laughs> 20 years. That must be well past half of my life. Uh, you know, back then we didn't have what we call content management systems uh, when we first got started. What? Let's. let's uh, I should have say. I should have created yeah. a, uh, a rapid fire today. I didn't. Um, so let's just ask this question: What is the first CMS that you remember? Ooh. Well, uh, really, it wasn't. Um, but I, I actually ran. I had a little spreadsheet that gave me a, a list of all of my URLs, permalinks within a within a domain, and mm-hmm. that was what I referred to. Because <laughs> I had a website that had a whopping like I don't know what twelve pages or twenty pages or something like that. And mm-hmm. it was all HTML. There was no CSS. There was no nothing. It was just plain HTML. <laughs> How did you get your spreadsheet in there? Did you put it in hard code into the thing, or did you pull it in with Perl or, or something like that? Oh, nothing fancy like that. No, I'm, oh. I'm using <laughs> Windows Excel way back when, and mm-hmm. which sat on my hard drive. And I just make mental little notes. Hey, I just created a page. Here's the URL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a manual CMS. That's almost like that bicycle. It Mike. was. Yeah, uh, I think the first big one that I remember is a, a little website called GeoCities. Mm-hmm. That was kind of uh, one of the early beginnings. Um, yeah. I don't remember what year that was, but I'm going to say it was like 96, maybe that uh, mm-hmm. GeoCities came out? And that was a Yahoo property, was it not? I think they became Yahoo. I think they started out as their own, and then they became Yahoo. And then they got purchased. Well, today we've Geo got... Cities. About what? Hmm? I was going to say, I had the GeoCities account. I did, too. Uh, I don't remember my address. Remember, you had to go into the neighborhood and pick your address. And you actually looked mm-hmm. at a map. <laughs> pick, pick yeah. Anyway, uh, today, I don't know how many there are. Uh, I put the uh, link to the uh, wiki article that shows a list of today's content management systems. Most of them, many people have never heard of. I look in there and I see some that I've had clients contact me about. Serendipity, that's one. That's uh, one that I get contacted about from time to time. Um Wolf CMS, I've been contacted about that one as well. And basically most mm-hmm. of them are based on PHP uh, with a right. 
database that runs the back end. And I think that's the really the key thing, one of the key things, is that content management systems are driven by a database that is hosted somewhere that is accessible to the website. So if you created your little 12-page site today with an Excel spreadsheet, you could actually create a MySQL or a Postgres or whatever uh, database and put that in there and then parse that back out to your website with PHP or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to use. And and without getting into it too much, there are coding languages. Some of them are uh, what we call compiled and some are interpreted. Most of the ones that are used today are interpreted, which means it's basically just code similar to HTML, but it's commands that are in there that actually cause something to happen on the server. You're, Standard website today, by by and large, is hosted on a Linux server with either Nginx or Apache web server. Um, Most of them run the PHP interpreter engine uh, and use a form of some SQL SQL data table. That's what it takes on the back end to make a content management system work. I don't think the average user that goes into their WordPress back end and creates a um, post, I don't think they have any real concern or clue about what happens you to that. Where away. does it go? 99% of our audience <laughs> is now gone. <laughs> uh, we're down to one. <laughs> well, unscare them. Well, okay. So let's talk about, we, we talk about social media. We talk about all these things. Like I said at the beginning of the show, what we're talking about right now is what we're going to refer to as your home base. It's your website. And that website is where everything, that's the center of the wheel. That's where everything should emanate from. So it becomes a blog post that goes out to Facebook, to Twitter, to whatever. That's what we're talking about is your home base. So that said, um, you know, I'm going to say it should be built on WordPress, and uh, WordPress makes it very easy. You don't need to know PHP. You don't need to know any of the stuff for 99.9999% of what you want to do with your website. Mm-hmm. Correct, which is kind of the idea but behind a content management system uh, to begin with. Now, I will say there are times you need to move away from WordPress for the purpose that you're using. For example, if you're going to be um, running an online university, there's uh, there's one called Moodle, M-O-O-D-L-E, mm-hmm. that works very well for that. If you're going to be running a uh, a, a real estate wiki, real for, estate example, wiki or for example, or a uh, wiki uh, just about your your local your area, local same area. thing. You need to run a wiki platform instead of instead of a WordPress platform. But what's that number? What's the total number of uh, websites that are driven by WordPress? Uh, last I it was uh, pushing towards thirty percent. Yeah, I think that's what we had in the notes, something that I got from uh, WordPress, actually, and all of a sudden we have an echo. I'll have to try to find that while I'm talking. Um, nope, 28% of the top 10 million sites on the, wor- on the web are driven by WordPress. Yeah, it's right on the WordPress website. It's pretty strong. 
Um, you just um, said something that, that said I picked up earlier. I found an article online. It said how to build a latest website or latest news website without any coding. And basically yeah. they're using a CMS with plugins. Oh, scary word. Mm-hmm. What's a plugin, Mike? Ooh, okay. This is a really easy one because we don't have to, you know. And I'm 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 on the side of the non-coders, the the I don't want to say simpletons. We know a whole lot. We're very technical-minded, but we just can't code, or we don't want to code. So, given that, uh, WordPress comes great out of the box for most things, not all things, but most things. And if uh, you want to. Uh, have it do something else. It can do that. You just have to add to the code. And essentially, what a plugin is is just a little bit more of uh, code added to WordPress that allows it to do something. It enhances it some way. Some things are very visible. Some things might be uh, hidden. Some things might be security version, you know, protected type stuff. Um, but very simply. Yeah, plugin is just a little bit of code that adds to the overall program of WordPress. Yeah, and I, I know we've brought this up before, how many plugins there are. I'm just going to pick up the uh, repository real quick. 51,139 is the current count in the repository. And those are all free? Those are all free. Now, sometimes they're uh, uh what do we call them? It's kind of like a, a hampered version of a full version, but premium. these are all free to free to free. Exactly, premium. So they get you hooked in on that, and they sell you some upgrades. But still, they're there and they're available. Here's the big thing, Mike. I've told clients this before. If you wanted me to develop a website for you that uses all of the things that WordPress does, that does everything that WordPress does, I'm pretty sure I couldn't do that for under a quarter of a million dollars to do it from scratch. Sure, absolutely. Now, I can do, in fact, I'm building a CMS right now for a uh, sports recruiting organization that recruits uh, athletes for college and university teams. And we're not using WordPress. Any idea why I may have steered them away from WordPress? (sighs) Well, is it a security issue? It is. That's one of the primary Ah. concerns. But why would that be? Why is there a security issue uh, with a CMS? Hmm. Well, let me and, and let me say WordPress is very secure. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were just listening to the show and you were high on WordPress and then I said, is it a security issue? And you said yes. And now you're not building your site on WordPress <laughs> because you just heard that. That's out of context. Actually, what it we is. were... What we're talking about is WordPress itself is very secure, and the things that WordPress does in your website, you know, you keep it up to date and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be pretty secure, and everything's going to be great. That said, if you are building – I'm just going out on a limb because we haven't talked about this. If you're building a website and you're having people – and I'm going to say you've got a lot of uh, kids and things like that that are joining this website – and you're giving them access, you're going to be collecting a lot of personal data in a database, and that's the part that you're worried about? 
Did we lose Ken? We might have lost only Ken. for a second. Only only for oh, a second. I made the mistake of clicking on a uh, on a website uh, that uh, took up all my bandwidth. No, I uh, the reason we've moved this one away from it is because this one is actually going to carry uh, things like date of birth. Uh, home phone numbers, uh, where mm-hmm. they attend school, and those types of yeah. things. So, yeah, uh, and it's it's important to have all of that encrypted to a certain level. We could do it with WordPress, and like Mike said, WordPress is secure. Uh, but you do have to do something, just like with anything else. You've got to keep it updated. Um, the good news about WordPress as a CMS is the huge. Uh, number of people that support it. I don't even know how many teams we have now for development. Do you, Mike? It's like 16, 18 teams. And I don't know. Yeah, each one of those may have three or 400 uh, members, and, and a good 40 or 50 of them may be active at all times. But let's talk about some of the other yeah. CMSs that we don't. We just never talk about them. There's Dr- Joomla. There's Drupal. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Geeklog. Um, what are some of the other big ones? Let's see. I'm just kind of looking back through. Well, Google Moodle? has Blogger.com. Google has multiples. In fact. Yeah. Um, but the big the big one is Blogger.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are plenty um, of them out there. And actually, B2 Evolution, where uh, where was kind of the split for uh, uh, WordPress. B2 Evolution is still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of any of the other ones right now, but there are plenty of them that are out there that do different things for different reasons. It just so happens that um, WordPress is the by and far the largest. So what does it do for you? If you can type an email or if you can put information into a WordPress page, you can have your own website. There's a little more to it than that, but not much. Literally, I tell people if you can send a uh, if you can send an email with a photo in it, you have the ability to create a blog post or web page. Would that be accurate? Would that be accurate? That's accurate. That's and and what we're talking about is managing your website you know, to a certain level, being able to create new content, being able to modify old content. And and not have to you know call up your developer and you know put this in for a job or what have you. That's easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we we talked about this early early on when WordPress really started getting big. Um, I had a little concern. Was this really was this going to put me out of business? And then I thought, no, wait a minute. I'm a PHP. I'm a lamp coder. It's not going to put me out of business because I can extend WordPress. <laughs> and have ended up doing that many times, but it has changed the landscape of the developer-client relationship, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, it goes back to, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to WordPress because I'm such a, I'm a fan, you know, if I'm a fanboy of anything, I'm a fanboy of WordPress. Sure. And their mission statement has, has been the democratization of publication or Something like that. I just murdered their their mission statement, but but basically, being able to give that power to anybody, and you want to you want to put something out on the internet, this is your chance. Here you go. It is. 
It is. It and and is. since we're talking about WordPress, let's talk about the two different WordPresses, Mr. Mueller. Yes. WordPress.com and WordPress.org. Well, .com is the commercial version of WordPress, and WordPress.org is the community version of WordPress. And the difference between the two, WordPress.com takes WordPress and uh, makes money off of it. And they are also kind of the founders and Matt Mullenweg and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, they're making money off of WordPress. WordPress.org is all volunteers, all people coming together, creating the next version of WordPress. Or like I'm on the training team of WordPress. There's a whole bunch of WordPress stuff out there. But we're all volunteers and we're, we're community and what we're doing is we're giving you WordPress. You can here's the latest version of WordPress. Go use it. Go do whatever you want with it. Go make whatever you want with it. And if you're not happy with it, you can modify it. You can do whatever you want. And if you really want, you can come back to WordPress and say, you know what? I think we should do this in the next mm-hmm. version of WordPress. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we don't have a we don't have a rapid fire today. So let's kind of finish up with just me asking a few questions and you answering them. I think we can handle this. We're not even going to turn on the clock, but it's going to be related to WordPress and CMS. Uh, you, you got your running shoes on. I'm ready. All right. If I have a WordPress website that I am hosting, somebody set that up for me, and it's on my hosting account. Can I have a calendar on there? Yes, you can. What's can I have a members to show? Is it to show upcoming events? Is it to show your past posts and when they happened? Well, but let's yes, do it both. to uh, show my upcoming uh, where I'm going to be speaking. Can I do that? Oh, there you go. Yes, and absolutely. There's a lot of great plugins out there, and there's some premium plugins that do an even better job. Okay. Can I have a members only section where you have to be a paid member to get in to see the content there? It's kind of what I've been building websites on for a little while now. Yes, you can. Uh, there's, I don't know how many different premium, because you want to pay for something like that, membership plugins that will allow you to create a members only section and protect your content. And so, you know what? If you're signed in, you get to see this. And if you're not signed in, you get to see that. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm an Amazon affiliate. Can I? Is there some way that I can get Amazon products onto my website where people click them and they go buy it? I get credit for that. Absolutely. So there, there's advertising programs that will, you know, create those blocks, and then you can you can automatically, for instance, if you had a a kayak-related uh, blog, and you wanted to sell, sell kayak-related uh, products out of Amazon, you don't need to add them even manually. You can actually create, the, with this plugin, uh, just an ad spot, and it'll just rotate through different kayak-related stuff. Or, if you want, you can actually say, hey, this is my product that I used in this blog post. You want it? Click here, take you over to Amazon, and there you go, with your affiliate link. Okay, well, I'm a real estate agent, and I've got an open house at a very exclusive property, and it's by appointment only. Is there a way that I could let people book appointments to come to this property on my website? You bet there is. There's a lot of great plugins, premium and otherwise, that 
really do a wonderful job with the whole booking thing. Um, they'll tie into your whatever calendar you use. You use a Google Calendar like I do. They'll tie into that and just show the open times that you decide uh, to allow. Or, uh, you know, it could be a, a iPhone calendar or what have you. Whatever calendar you use, there's a booking pro- program that works. Interesting. Okay, well, the last one then. I'm kind of jealous of Facebook, and they've done a lot of stuff that I would really like to do, and I think I can probably do better. Can I have a community where people can come and set up and create their own accounts and put their own information on my website? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm like a member. I'm like a membership or kind of akin to a membership program, but you can do exactly the same thing. And there's this whole thing called Buddy Press out there that uh, will allow you to create, let's call it a social network within a website. Okay. I couldn't stump you. I tried. But uh, why don't we say uh, uh, that's probably just the best way everybody should go instead of paying me $150,000 to create something. But if you want to, I, I can still do that. So, Mike, why don't you say thank you to Kevin McLeod and then say goodbye and let's get out of here. Thank you, Kevin McLeod, and go get a WordPress website from Ken or Mike or build your own, and we're out of here. Bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.